Hello, welcome to Busy Minds Podcast. I'm glad as ever as possible to have you here again with us or with me. Will I say in the studio? I know you are listening from your house. We are welcome to Busy Mind Podcast. Today I have something very special, not just for you, even for me. I am highly excited at the concept that came to my mind and I hope I'm able to pass it as best as possible. Um, a quick review. Have you been studying? Have you surveyed, questioned, read, recalled and reviewed the SQR cube? Have you become more articulate? Do you know how to make analogies, speak clearly about a topic? I believe by now you have picked up a book and you have started practicing how to become more articulate. You've started practicing how to do active reading. And just before we go into today's topic, into today's concept, uh, <clears throat> in case you are asking yourself, how do I now become articulate? So there are some signs you can observe in yourself and in others to know if you have become articulate on a subject. And uh, some of those signs include clear language. So if you can, if you can say something if you can say something about a particular subject in as simple and clear language as possible there's of course there might be need for you to speak in the necessary vocabularies and terminologies but if you can speak in the simplest language possible to communicate the subject clear language yes um, simplicity in your language so if you can be clear in your language you can make analogies uh, about a subject, if you can give vivid examples and you can maybe tell stories about a particular subject, then you know that you are gradually becoming articulate on that subject. So clear language, good examples or analogies and stories. And as you find that uh, many philosophers, many, many philosophers, those who really stand out are good novelists. They, they, they are good at writing stories and novels because they have become so articulate in whatever they want to pass that they can draw up characters to communicate those ideals or those subjects or those concepts they are trying to pass across. I was talking about Dostoevsky, I was talking about Nietzsche. Those guys were so good philosophers that their minds were so clear in their thinking that they could cook up stories, they could write novels to portray whatever subject they had. So that's how you know if you have become more articulate on a subject okay so moving on now i don't know this is nigeria and i won't lie to you i barely know many people who have gone for therapy that's to sit down in front of a therapist and you know begin to tell their problems and how it goes of course i know people sometimes share their burden to themselves but i'm talking about a professional therapist here i i think i just know about one or two persons who have but I have seen it in movies where people go for psychotherapy and you know they just sit down and recline in that chair and they just begin to unburden their feelings, unburden their problems, and to, to the to the bald headed, turtleneck wearing, glass leading psychotherapist. I don't know if there is a thing with psychotherapists and wearing some kind of sweaters and nice moccasins, but it's in movies, you know, stereotypes. That's how it goes. So I have never really met anyone like that in my life, Sha. But I know a few people who have met therapists, but I didn't know 
the look of the therapist okay so today's podcast episode is bibliotherapy or bibliotherapy self-awareness so bibliotherapy colon self-awareness um so if you check your dictionary for the meaning of biblio biblio is relating to book another definition is biblio is relating to the bible but in this concept is relating to book and i think that's why in french library is bibliotech so anywhere you see biblio it's book related it's trying to tell you something it's relating to a book so when you see bibliophile there's someone who loves books it's a bibliophile when you see a bibliophobe someone who who runs away from books but today is bibliotherapy that's therapy through books and the first concept we're going to be done we'll be doing this bibliotherapy as it goes we'll be coming back to it again and the first concept we'll be addressing is self-awareness how to address the topic of self-awareness in oneself as a form of therapy through books so imagine if you were to go and meet a therapist and you have in mind that you want to become more self-aware but imagine your therapist was a book yep imagine imagine you were lying on that leather sofa and you were just to a book and the book is talking back we're going to examine how it and i believe you are going to enjoy it so bibliotherapy self-awareness okay before we go on let's Let's let, let, let me let me quickly share a story. It didn't happen to me. It happened to someone. Okay, so there were these eight guys in the room. It's a school hostel, and um, everyone had a key to the room so that they could lock the door and ensure the best security. When the one started to lose their keys one by one by one, they began to lose their keys. But they were always lucky that, despite the fact that most people had lost their keys, someone was always in the room. So there was never really any need to keep the room long till this day so this day happened everyone out of the i mean okay out of the eight people seven people had lost their key it was remaining this one guy he was the oldest in the room oldest by reason of age and it was a school so i think he was also the highest in class class ranking maybe he was so he was able to keep his own key so eventually everybody had to leave so they had to lock the door and then comes this guy comes back he meets the room locked he has lost his key like everyone else except the one guy and he's aware the one guy still has his key and he needs the key to go in and he puts a call across to the one with the key and he began to or he begins to yell at the one with the key to bring the key for him for him so yeah i walk up to him and i ask dude why are you yelling why are you so angry and he begins to tell me okay so all of us have lost our key but there's this guy who still has a key right now the guy is somewhere and i'm telling him to bring the key but he cannot bring the key or he's refusing to bring the key he's telling me to come and get the key like what nonsense is that he was just ranting like what nonsense is that how could you how how will he not bring the key when he knows he's the only one with the key and i'm like you listen to yourself you lost your key 
the guy kept his key and now you're asking him to bring his key for you for not bringing his key for you now probably the guy is quite away or he's in a place where he cannot leave ideal that you go and collect the key you are at his mercy you are the one who misplaced your key and the guy was like hey forget that lecture me i didn't even ask you i'm like okay okay you, can't you just see that it doesn't make sense and it was like i should leave him alone he's angry and he's tired and that people is what happens when you lack self-awareness so how key instead of you to be on your knees begging to go and collect someone else's key you are angry that he didn't bring his key for you like man that's the height of arrogance that's the height of pride that's the height of whatever it is that you have damn but sorry to say many of us are like that we are not self-aware objectively evaluate our actions our values and our experiences so you find that we can effectively criticize others we know what they are doing right and what they are doing wrong but we can hardly be wrong in our own eyes now let me point you back see everything we have been doing every single episode of this podcast so far is all a build up to something very large eventually if you can follow from the very first episode you would always see the link and i always try to make the link from the very first to the second to the third so the first was everybody is a philosopher and we said and i said everyone is a philosopher but most people are untrained so we have disordered think opinions we have questions but we don't know how to logically answer and if you want to train yourself from being from being an untrained philosopher or armchair amateur you must move on to the next level to read to make sense of the world as you must learn to be articulate now there's no way you're going to get articulate without having to do active reading you cannot become an articulate person by being a passive reader you have to be actively engaged in your reading so one of the objectives of active reading is to give you an orderly psych an orderly way of thinking a psychotherapist said a characteristic of an ordered psych is leaving room for the possibility that you might not be right that's as you begin to journey in developing a trained mind trained system of thinking one thing you eventually realize is that you may be wrong but the thing is people who are not self-aware hardly recognize the possibility that they might be wrong because how in heaven and on earth could you lose your key and still be ranting at someone who was able to keep his like don't you just see the irony you are the one at fault here you're the one in need of mercy but then that is just life there are many people like that so um self-awareness is the ability to objectively evaluate your thoughts your values your actions and experiences whether it is right or wrong so basically self-awareness is the ability to criticize yourself 
and be able to swallow it. Now, I see, okay, of course, a lot of people are so self-critical that they go on to demean themselves. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's why the word objectively is very, very essential. It's the ability to, how I put it this way, it's like coming out of your body, you detach a part of your body or a consciousness, you detach that consciousness from your bodily consciousness and watch what the other guy does it's like observing yourself from a third person perspective criticizing yourself in the same way you criticize others so if you are not compassionate towards others there's a high possibility that you're not compassionate towards yourself so people who are not self-aware can also fall in, into the mistake of feeling they are not good enough they can also fall into the possibility of thinking they're the worst people in the world so they are so focused on what others are doing right that they cannot see what they are doing right and they use other people as a measure to know whether they are righteous or not so like let's use the beautiful uh proverb or parable of jesus from the bible the pharisee and the tax collector so the pharisee says you see that guy over there god he's a sinner he cheats people he's a tax collector but you see me i pay my tithe so the pharisee needed someone else to put down for him to feel valuable people who are self-aware do not need that you don't need to put others down for you to feel valuable not at all not at all so people who are self-aware are objective in evaluating themselves it is you evaluating someone else but someone else is you that's what self-awareness is so if you can criticize others if you can praise others it is also doing it for yourself and the benefits of self-awareness is that according to harvard business review it says research suggests ourselves clearly we are more confident and more creative i would implore you to be more confident i want you to be definitely more creative we make sounder decisions when we are self-aware we build stronger relationships that's because you can know what you are doing right and what you're doing wrong so you know when you are being selfish and when you are not so when you know when you're being selfish, you can correct your steps and build a stronger relationship and communicate more effectively. Now that's beautiful. So we said that communication is essential to uh, living or cohabiting as human beings and articulation is essential for communication. So self-awareness is essential also for communication. Let me put it away. It's like you having uh, an omnipresent narrator in a novel. Who is able to access the thoughts and minds of the characters in the novel except that the narrator himself is a character in the novel so self-awareness is having a meta consciousness you see yourself doing something and you're able to catch yourself in the act okay so um, let me use this very nice example so I know this guy and this guy said he was standing one day this this is someone who is quite self-conscious so he's standing one day and he saw a lady and the lady's figure was so nice he had seen this lady before now but that day the lady's figure just caught his eye and he wanted to approach the lady and say hi can we go on a date we have never really spoken well till now the self-consciousness kicked in bah, meta-consciousness and he stopped himself in his tracks well he was not really interested in talking to the lady the figure was just so mesmerizing that immediately he saw the figure 
a thought popped into his head. But self-consciousness and self-awareness was what stopped going ahead to ask the lady out on a date. He would have lied that he liked the lady well. He was only intoxicated by what he saw. And so it is with many guys who think, well, I like this person. But meanwhile, they are mainly just infatuated with what they see. I mean, what you see is not essentially wrong. But I think that's when the end of it all, or at the end of it all, people just realize that, well, it's not what they expected. It was just... Their expectations were overblown, was overrated. You look at someone and you be like, man, this girl is so this girl is so pang. And you just go ahead and just realize, well, this this is overrated. Well, you didn't actually stop to think if you were making the right decision and if you had the best of motivations. So the guy was self-conscious or self-aware enough to know that, well, it was this lady's hips that was giving me thoughts in my head. And not because I really liked that. So bravo to that guy. For being so self-aware now it says we are less likely to lie cheat and steal if we are self-aware we are better workers who get more promotions of course this is harvard business review so well and we are more effective leaders with more satisfied employees and more profitable companies so if you are listening to me you have a business you have a company you are a leader you need a tone of self-awareness you need to be self-aware so moving on bibliotherapy therapy through books so how can you allow me to use this word therapize yourself with books like how can you have mental or psychotherapy through books it's simple through active reading now when you are an active reader you are forced to stop and think the 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 only way to become more self-aware is to be a critical thinker like you must have deep deep levels of deep thinking and deep reflection you must be able to ruminate on your thoughts and your deeds and evaluate the motivations behind them ask yourself why you do the things you do and don't just ask it in a shallow way when you ask it in a shallow way it just passes but it is to ask the question so deep that becomes a part of you that you have an automated system that is aimed at uh, that is aimed at catching every wrong limbo. So through active reading, my story as you begin to as you pick up a book and you survey and you question, that is why the question part of active reading is highly important. You take a book, you question it, then you question your own thoughts. Question your answers, review your answers, ask yourself, why do I do the things I do? I mean, so for a long time, I disliked motivational videos. You know those videos where one guy in the beginning is running slow motion and there's this emotional music in the background and then the tempo keeps building, then you feel the goosebumps, then you are tired of life, but as soon as you finish watching the video you pick up aha i hate those videos i hate them so so much but i didn't know why i hated those videos so much until i sat down to ask myself why and this was the answer i found i found that i used to like these videos so much i watch them and it gets me back on track assuming i'm down and i'm discouraged but again i face a cycle of discouragement that i do not 
seemed to be able to defeat and it seemed like the motivational video was selling me a lie until I found out that the motivational video was not selling me a lie it was selling me feel good so when you watch a motivational video it happens to all of us we feel good and that is what we tend to take away from the video we tend to take away that feel good feeling that feel good that lifting feeling that that burst of euphoria that little dopamine or whatever is released that just makes you feel like well i can do it again that's the feeling most of us tend to take away from motivational videos until i realized that if you delete those motivational videos the motivational speakers or the voices in those videos are communicating good general real life principles real life theories that you can apply but the thing is they combine it with soothing music and soothing emotions like i do to my podcast too soothing music and soothing emotions but we live there with the soothing music and the soothing emotions and we ignore the theory we ignore the truth so eventually the euphoria passes and because we didn't go with the truth we are left hanging once again so the way for me now not to dislike motivational videos is to ignore the emotional and soothing music and contest with the idea contest with the with the theory or principle they are trying to communicate in that video and by so doing i'm able to retain the truth that eventually when the euphoria blows the truth shows so the truth will take you to the ends of the world in whatever challenge you are facing but euphoria would not euphoria cannot take you euphoria eventually passes feelings lie glamour lies gold is authentic but that's why I hate motivational videos. So, in our next episode, I will be discussing at length. It's already a long time. I'll be discussing how to become more self-aware by reading. So today is an introduction to self-awareness, bibliotherapy, self-awareness, and you need to become self-aware. If you are a creative of any kind, uh, you're an artist, you're a photographer, you're a videographer, you're a singer, you're a writer, you need deep levels of self-awareness to be able to make sense of the world around you. And there are great, great benefits to self-awareness. You are able to see the world clearly, you are able to observe more clearly, you are able to use yourself as as an as an objective adjudicator to judge the things around you and have good good levels of compassion so there are some people who do not believe they are arrogant you can see they are arrogant and you are asking how can you not see it in yourself that you are arrogant well such a person lacks self-awareness but i don't have i don't have a psychology degree i'm not a licensed psychotherapist what I will show you, make a book, your therapist. Thank you for joining me again today on Busy Minds Podcast. I still hope to listen to your, or to read your feedback. I'll keep dropping my emails. I want to know what you have to say. Please use your emails more often. Yeah, I don't know. Twitter may ban your account, Facebook may ban your account, but use your emails. Emails are profitable. Uh, as you grow older 
you should learn to use your emails more so emails are good please contact me to the emails tell me what you think give me your opinions thank you for joining me on busy minds podcast i like being grateful like i say once well something may happen for a day but my gratitude is forever i'll see you next time thank you bye